0: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This Classified. This is
1: Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my Brother Ali. Five Diggy, Tribe Called Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles the Ghost. This is Ab Abso- This is K.O., and you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is the show that you come up
0: on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong, you heard. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto, host and founder of The Come Up Show. My guest this week is Shaquille Batiste who goes by Shaq is Dope. He's hailing from the St. Jamestown community located in downtown Toronto. And I was recently invited to his listening session for his new project, Black Frames, which is coming out very soon. It was hosted, uh, the listening session was hosted at Throne Shop, where there was plenty of Fiji water and free samples of beard oil on deck, even though I can't grow a beard for the life of me. In my conversation with Shaq is Dope, we talked about his significance of growing up in a St. Jamestown neighborhood, why it was important for him to study the greats, and so much more. Without further ado, Shaq is dope.
1: <laughs> Please introduce yourself. I go by the name of Shaq is dope, straight from downtown Toronto, St. Jamestown. What up? Yes, yes,
0: and you represent St. Jamestown to the fullest, man. Uh, t- tell me about that we're in this area right now. Okay. For the people who are outside of Toronto don't know, where is St. Jamestown in Toronto? What significance does it have on you?
1: Uh, St. Jamestown is based in the downtown core of Toronto. So it's like in the center where everything is at. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you want to go to like Youngstreet, it's almost like 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just very big and influential to me because I feel like that's where I get most of my inspiration from. Uh, just being in a certain area where a lot of certain and different type of things happen. That's where I really drive a lot of my creativity from so it definitely plays a big role into my music so, mm-hmm.
0: so what kind of things do you, like you know what did you do here growing up as a child playing ball like that type of stuff is it just regular stuff or is it like you know what are things that you know what are unique memorable moments you had it that can only happen in this neighborhood
1: <laughs> uh definitely seen a lot of things coming up as a kid um firecracker wars on on Jul- in july you know canada yeah. day Um, just everything from fights to people playing basketball, um, you know everything Just There's just so many things That happen here It was never a dull Never had a dull day Growing up as a mm-hmm. kid It was always exciting So mm-hmm. Most
0: What are the shorties like here? Isn't There's not uh. a lot of pickings You gotta go outside The neighborhood for that Or, oh, or you yeah. don't wanna mess with them
1: <laughs> Yeah you definitely You definitely gotta go Outside the neighborhood for that There's there's definitely nothing really Over here man Nothing man Nothing <laughs>
0: uh, The one thing is uh, You know I'm originally From London, Ontario I moved to Toronto Two years ago And I noticed that Toronto's pretty regional man Like downtown West East and then outside of Toronto, Saga, Scarborough, like people are always happy to represent where they're from. Why, why is Toronto like that? Where do you think that comes from? Like,
1: um, basically, I just think it was a way that. Toronto as a city just wanted to separate itself from other cities. So I mm-hmm. feel like that's what's so unique about Toronto, that we're separated in that type of way. But at the end of the day, we still have some type of unity. But it's like, oh, you could be you could be from downtown and then go up west and see someone that you went to school with. They're from the west or same from the east. Or they'll be like, yo, I'm going to go downtown and check my bro, that it does. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, things of that nature. I feel like it's just very unique for us to have the whole city, um, you know, in that way. Mm-hmm. in everyone having everyone in like different parts so i feel like just um you know different regions is dope man it's, it's definitely a unique thing
0: mm-hmm. uh so i want to uh, take me to like you know when we grow up you, m- hip-hop and rap m- might be all around us and behind the scenes and you might see a few music videos but then there's a moment where it just clicks in you're like whoa and you fall in love with the With rap music and the culture, is is there a moment that you remember? Was there a song that you remember like by an artist or anything like that?
1: Um, The way I fell in love with music was um, just uh, my parents would play Michael Jackson a lot in the house. And uh, just seeing his videos on TV, that's what really inspired me and got me into music. But um growing up my brother was a huge hip hop fan and uh just being in the same room as him, he'd always play it. I didn't really like it at first, but then it just started to grow on me. Um I don't have a particular song that I fell in love with, but I would say um like the person who really clicked it off for of me was fabulous. Yeah.
0: Also, no exactly. just in case he ain't know, so exactly. you met him in All Star Weekend. Yeah, How was that? It
1: was definitely it was definitely dope, man. Shout out to Brandon, uh, Brandon, my dude, B Seals, my photographer, actually, which is part of my team. Um, mm-hmm. he was actually got the opportunity to shoot Fab for the whole weekend. So um wow. he definitely was just giving Fab uh the game on me and just um invited me out to meet him at his uh Jersey pop up show. So he was selling a bunch of dope jerseys and it was a crazy experience, man, just to meet one of my rap idols who i study to always you know elevate my craft so mm-hmm. and i told him like one day we're gonna work together and he just gave me that look like of course you know so loso what up man loso what up <laughs> uh,
0: you, you know think thing about uh fabulous is like how long has it been now 10 15 years probably mm. and he's doing it and he's still relevant there's a lot of rappers who came up during his time that are you don't check for or you don't even hear about anymore and uh, do you do you think that just 'cause his demeanour is he's humble, he's laid back, he's chill? Do you think if he was like a really like, you know, an ego driven rapper that people would rate him more or, or no, or he he just gets his respect or is he underrated in your eyes or, or do you think that he still, no, he gets, he's he has his place in hip hop?
1: No, I, I definitely think he has his place in hip hop, yeah. but I do think that he deserves way more respect because mm-hmm. um, just the way that he has adapted to the times of the different sounds, he always knows how to like match what's going on today and really fits in like, he just adapts perfect in, in the jungle. You know, every year there's someone new coming out or a new trend and he's been in the game for a minute and he always just comes back with something that's hard and everyone just messes with it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like even the young kids that don't even know about Fab, uh, they'll eventually find out about him every year and just think that he just came out that year because his music is just so relevant and it just matches the time. So Fab is dope, man.
0: Definitely. Dope. He doesn't sound old or anything like that. Or he's trying to like recreate something new. okay so you it's funny but michael jackson is a huge influence for you it was a huge influence for me and you know funny thing is before my family lived uh moved to canada uh i was telling your pops i we lived in saudi arabia which is middle eastern barely understood english but i remember dancing to michael jackson beat it on mtv you know what i mean like i remember that i clearly remember that and that's they'll never be an artist like michael jackson eh? It's crazy, uh so transition from you know being a fan of the culture to rapping how did that how that how did that come about? When did that start?
1: uh basically, I started rapping when I was about eleven, just freestyling um I actually had a security guard uh that uh was circling around the building, and a lot of the young kids uh you know really got attached to him. he was a cool dude, and he used to always play beats off his cell phone. And things like that. And I remember, um, one day I was actually watching 106 in Park. It was a Friday, Freestyle Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking. I'm like, Yo, this is pretty cool. Like, my brother listens to rap. These guys are rapping off the top. Maybe I could do this. So, um, just one day I went outside and I just spit a freestyle. And it was actually really dope. And actually it's funny too cuz that actually plays a part in how I got my name but um yeah just the whole transition from you know listening to music and then creating it was amazing so I started spitting at 11 uh actually like wrote my first like real song at 17 so mm-hmm. it's been dope ever since mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so having immigrant parents what did,
0: what's the background of your parents
1: the Uh, my dad is a Trinidadian and Venezuelan, and then my mom is Grenadian, so even them, like being where they're from mm-hmm. and their whole culture that really played a big influence on my music and the artists that I do listen to, so mm-hmm. I'm really a big, a big a uh, big on you know family history and where people come from actually my strongest subject in school is geography so i got I actually got a 90 in that class and 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 the award too like as my favorite subject so anything to do with you know different cultures and different countries that just interests me a whole lot so you're
0: open-minded to yeah. trying different foods and all that hundred
1: percent hundred percent hundred percent because you always
0: rock venezuelan yeah. like, att- attire and i <laughs> exactly. was i was wondering about that so uh when you wanted to become a rapper you know your your mom, was it your mom or your, both your parents were supportive of that when most, m- most immigrant parents are like, finish school, be a lawyer, be an accountant or whatever. What, what do you think that they wanted for you to, they were okay with you support, doing music?
1: Um, I think that um just like they, my mom would always, always says even up to this day, like she doesn't want to be that parent that would hold their child back from you know chasing the dream even if it's not something that's a nine to five she always says as long as you put in the work and um you know you you just know that you want to do this and you're good at it then you can make it happen so and my parents are really big music lovers like my dad has a whole like i think maybe like five crates of of vinyl i shouldn't i actually have one of his uh his records right there michael jackson Mm -hmm. on the wall one of his albums so um you know, my parents really love music, so when they found that I found out that I was creating music, they were they were ecstatic like they loved it, so it's awesome. yeah it's very dope to just have their support, just knowing that you know they're not on my back to like oh, stop doing this, man, go do that go this is that's not real, this is real, so it's just dope that I have their support. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Because I feel like when you pursue an art, you grow as a human being, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, so your your parents being huge music fans and having you know from seventies, eighties, nineties, hearing everything, and you as an artist are obviously current to today's sound. So what do they honestly think about it? They must not understand it just a little <laughs> bit. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, they they love it. They they love it. I mean, they probably don't understand everything that I'm saying. They do want me to cut down on the curse words, but. Oh, okay. As far as like the beats and the melodies that I use, they, they're in love with it. They're in love with it. My dad sometimes tries to come to my room when I'm creating music and try to show me something that he's worked on. I didn't even know he used to work on music until I started rapping. So it's kind of like I'm influencing them too. Like Even my mom, she's always watching The Breakfast Club just because just I'm doing music. So it's kind of like I influence them more to even just be more part of the culture and stay in tune with everything going on. So it's you. dope, man. It's dope. Cool.
0: crazy so you're, you're born in 1992 which yeah. is like you're a baby in the golden yeah. era and uh i find that uh you know this it kind of seems particular to the rap genre where we might not respect our greats compared to you know classic in rock you know mm-hmm. people will respect their legend the kids growing up their parents exactly. will teach them and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. but in rap maybe we might not appreciate it so you were you know you were born you know in the 90s yeah. uh Being a baby and growing up, uh, it was important for you to, like, you know, to study the game or study the forefathers and show them respect. Why? Why is that? What made you want to go back and actually, like, take it in?
1: Um, When I first started rapping, I wasn't even really studying the greats, but um, I realized to elevate your craft and really have a good understanding of hip-hop and why certain rappers say the things that they say or how they tell their story in the music, um, you have to go back and study and and play the greats. And, you know, you'll get different pointers or develop certain things to elevate your craft. So I feel like definitely, man, if, if you if you do not know um, any rappers from the 80s or the 90s era, you know, such as the Big Puns, the Jay-Zs, the Nas's, like the those those greats there I feel like you definitely have to go back and listen to them cuz you'll 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 really you'll really elevate your craft by just studying what they had to say and you know it will help you just tell your story even better so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: so uh you know we've come a long way from you know wearing uh double xl t-shirts and size 40 (laughs) jeans and whatever like fashion is definitely more people are a hit but i don't think you dress like in terms of aesthetic as a as a (laughs) typical rapper i think you take pride in that i see that on instagram and every that this is obviously a podcast so how would you describe your style and what what influenced your fashion sense
1: um, I was actually just doing an interview with the Huffington Post a couple of weeks ago, and they asked me that same type of question. Okay. I was just saying, um, I would say GQ mag meets hip hop. I <laughs> don't know, something like that, you know? Still kind of classy, but still kind of flashy, you know? A dress shirt and some jeans type of thing. So mm-hmm. I definitely say GQ meets hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like is there any difference the way people see you or strangers or potential fans? The is is there any difference in like, when you're dressing that way? Do you see that people view you in a certain way, or it's not like noticeable to you?
1: Um, I I feel like maybe some people are caught off guard because you know some people do have that that stereotypical picture in their head of what a rapper is supposed to yeah, look like. Yeah. But that's the thing about it, too. I like to catch people off guard with it. Because sometimes people say, yo, you do you model or something? Say, nah, this nah, I just like dressing this way. But I think it's real dope, man. It's, it's real dope yeah. to catch people off guard like that. Mm-hmm. And
0: it probably has some, some conscience effects mm-hmm. that people can't, you can't even like put it's not even tangible or whatever Mm -hmm. so black frames this is a project you've been working on for a while what is it is it an ep is it three tracks is it i only heard three (laughs) tracks at your living uh, listening session so tell us about it
1: um black frames is just a mixtape that i've been working on for the past couple months um the the whole concept behind that project is basically you know when you have a picture and you hang it up in your house usually people put on put a black frame around it and that solidifies the finishing touch so with this project each track to me was just a picture and i was just putting like a black frame around it and um you know just finishing off that certain moment in my life or certain you know certain moments in my life and things that had happened so bringing closure to those situations um the project is even deeper than that too because I discuss like a lot of a lot of topics you know everyone that knows me know I'm big on you know belief in God and things like that um so you know even the whole artwork is kind of different you know it's 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 real dope man real Mm -hmm. dope real dope
0: (laughs) where does that come from your belief in God because you know some people are scared to believe in something it's kind of like you know normal nowadays it's like so you might even be scared to share your beliefs because mm-hmm. people might judge you because you believe in in a in higher power. like exactly. where does that come from? and why is it important for you to share it like publicly?
1: Exactly. me um, know like when I was younger, I actually went to public school. I was in a Catholic um Catholic school. My parents had put me in there. I' was been um christened when I was a baby, but like when I was growing up and going to high school and stuff, I I started studying different religions, you know, the Islams, uh, you know, Hinduism, you know, Christianity, and just really studying the history of each. And, um, you know, it definitely changed my whole mind state on, you know, certain things that I did believe in, you know, when I was younger growing up, but belief in God is everything to me because I feel like there's a higher power. I feel like if you could really stop and look around at the world, you know, how people are created. People have eyebrows, fingers, everything. Like, I feel like it was done by a grand artist, like a grand design. Like, he really took his time and gave people gifts, you know, and created music and things like that. Like, I feel like it's just, even though, you know, some people don't believe in god you know that's that's on them it's no hate i just feel like you know you can just look around the world and see that nothing was put together by accident there's a grand creator out there and he gave us Mm -hmm. gifts and uh we're just here to use them so i feel like you know so shout out to jesus christ
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you're saying like humans are way too beautiful of, of of a creation and uh Have you traveled a little bit? Like, when you see the world, too, you're like, there's no way that... (laughs)
1: Exactly, man. Exactly. Every time I'm on the plane and I'm just looking at the clouds and it's just like humans in general are just beautiful. Like, we're such... I feel like every human is just like a masterpiece. Like, this is done by a grand design. Like, we have two ears. We have a mouth. We have a voice. Like this wasn't, this did not happen by accident. Our, our skeleton is like, you know, our bones is like put together like a puzzle. Like these were, you know, so I feel like just, just, just God is everywhere, man. God Mm -hmm. is everywhere. He exists. He's real. And, you know, definitely hear him in my music too. So, Mm -hmm. so uh, you tweeted
0: that the most effed up joke life will play on you (laughs) is letting you meet the right person at the wrong time. Is this connected to that song "Still Open" most or or no? Tell, tell us
1: about yeah, it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, the whole "Still Open" record happened was uh, I was involved with this girl about I would say a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, things didn't work out. Um, and it was basically just that that whole situation. Like, just it was just the wrong timing. Um, but what I will say is that. I rather have that song than the girl. So Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no no hate. It's just cause I'm so big on my craft and I feel like that record is actually really moving right now. Like it's at like 94K mm-hmm. um on SoundCloud, which is dope. I'm probably most likely gonna shoot a video for it. And actually when I had wrote the record and um and recorded it when I got it back, you know, it was mixing everything, I was just listening listening to it. I'm like, yo, this is a really good song. Like everything that i talk about the song is real what i was feeling at the time because i just wanted people who've been in that certain type of so I uh, just wanted them to really relate to the record and take something from it so mm-hmm. that was still open so yeah.
0: I-, I think you should restate this in the future interviews you should say <laughs> the positive thing that came out of that relationship <laughs> is this song don't i don't know it's <laughs> it's your words but you can't say like oh i'm cuz i actually wonder that sometimes you know when artists go through some re- like i think eminem is a perfect example yeah. when he went through some real ish yeah. then he knew that the next record is going to be crazy right mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're like yo do artists like want to go through to through exactly. crazy stuff sometimes maybe just to like they maybe for something to write about, yeah. to write about? do you exactly. think that happens or nah, no
1: <laughs> for sure for sure for sure cuz i've been in a couple situations where yeah. like i would have writer's block and it was like yo I wish something happened, like, something, something, I don't know, like, a girl didn't, a girl just said, yo, you're wacky, something just make me step out of that writer's block, because I feel like once you have more stories, you definitely have more things to, you know, talk about in the music, and more things that people can relate to, because I'm really big on um, real life situations, I'm really big on telling the truth in my music, so, I feel like, um, you know, going through things when you're an artist, it really helps your creative process, so. There's never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So, is there what? What else is there in this uh, in this, this mixtape? I guess you're calling it. Um, we talking about your beliefs. You're talking about your exes. Is there is there anything else that people should expect from the project?
1: Um, I would say just a whole lot of game. Like game is in you know life. Like certain mm-hmm. situations I've been in, certain codes to live by, and you know just just a lot of inspiration. I feel like this project really uh, touches you know topics, you know, dreams and goals that people set for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's one of those projects where like you can really take something from it and, you know, it will inspire you to to really create something on your own. Or, you know, if you're pursuing music or you're playing basketball, you know, whatever you want to do, um, the whole the whole thing with this project is that, you know, anything is possible. You know, I'm putting out my mixtape. It may I may not be the biggest artist in the world, but I'm just happy that I have a solid yeah, uh, piece of work that I'm happy about. I'm about to put it out so the so the whole world can hear it. So uh-huh. most definitely.
0: What what are what are your dreams and your
1: goals? Um, just to be a really successful um successful uh, musician. Uh, just to be traveling overseas and really spe- spreading the message. I feel like um, you know, just.
0: Just live off music, I think yeah, that's you know,
1: just live off music and just i mean i'm not I'm not a pastor or anything, but just you know telling people you know God exists, like this is music, like this is his creation, like mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's deeper than just spitting bars, like you really feel stuff in your soul when you write and you're creating music, so mm-hmm. it's definitely spreading his message, I mean, my music may not be the most positive, but I feel like. I mix a little bit of both the positives and the negatives so, you know, the young people can relate to it and see someone, you know, that they can look up to and know where they're coming from, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so the funny thing is when I went to your listening session, um, I didn't see anybody there that I knew from the industry. Yeah. Usually when you go to Toronto, there's like a bunch of people, you always see them everywhere. Yeah. And I noticed that you're not particularly like crazy active you're not at every event every show chopping it up with the <laughs> Toronto industry heads and whatever and I'm curious why why is that it doesn't I'm not saying it's a bad thing I just wanted to cuz everybody moves their own way why is that
1: I think cuz uh, you know when when I was first starting out I always uh, had it stuck in my head that you know well I feel like it's it's a little better now but um, I feel like when you're an artist in Toronto you don't really get that support in the city unless you have some type of in in the industry someone you know making connections for you or you know a a certain type of cosign so what I was always doing was even from when I was first started rap you know 17 18 was always traveling to New York and things like that of that nature and really really getting getting to know the industry over there but um not saying that you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be more active in your own city um Mm -hmm. I feel like you know you definitely should have to have to get out there and do the legwork, which I'm I'm like really starting to do right now. So you'll definitely see me out more in the city. Yeah, yeah most definitely, well, most definitely.
0: The other side of the coin is Toronto rappers who never leave the city, yeah, never exactly. leave the GTA. Exactly. It's funny actually when when I was doing my radio show in London, like for them traveling from Toronto to London, which is a two-hour drive, it was like like the other side of the world right <laughs> like oh my god I've never been past Saga before you know what I mean I've heard that from some rappers uh, so what benefits are there for musicians who are just staying in the city for them to go out to New York City or other places like that
1: Um, I feel like, you know, you definitely can widen your fan base and make, uh, you know, even more powerful moves. I feel like um, the music industry in Toronto is actually starting to bubble a bit more. But like I would like I always say, you know, this the United States always has the upper hand because, you know, where hip-hop started, started in New York, so the industry is much bigger over there, so you can definitely expand your network a bit more over there, because the major publications, you know, such as the Complexes, the Faders, and the record labels are over there, so... You know, being in the states is great as a Canadian artist, especially right now. So the time is now. So if you haven't been over there, you know, south of the border, I would say definitely hop on the plane, the bus, the car, and get over there and experience it, man. Mm-hmm. It's dope. It's dope.
0: Do you feel like people look at you differently when you say you're from Toronto now, or from the <laughs> six? Is there, a, is there a kind of an interest?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, always, always, always. Even even before you know, even before the whole six thing, there was always the interest because they just say that you know we talk different. Sometimes people say, oh, you sound like. You're from a Caribbean island, or you sound like you're from London, England. Which I'm like, I do not know how, but uh, it's just you know, I feel like when you're visiting, you know, another country, and you're from somewhere else, I feel like you always get a different, you always get some love because people always want to know what what it's like on the other side, you know, where you come from. So it's definitely dope. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking, of, you said you go out there because the media, major media outlets are there. You know, Hot New Hip Hop is yeah. one of your. Uh, they they support you a lot. Uh, I actually recently, you know, uh, got Apple Music and I saw your music on right. Apple Music, like featuring all that and your titles, t- yeah. tweeting your music or whatever. Like, how does how did this all this stuff happen? Like, how does that go? Is it from a website called TuneCore? Because I know about that. Yeah. Or is it just more than that?
1: Um, it's, it's more than that. Basically, um, TuneCore uh, does distribution, but um, the streaming services and things like that really... Um, really taking your music if your numbers are moving, you know, if it's organic and that was just off the strength, like my SoundCloud and then people seeing it on SoundCloud then actually tuning into the streaming services mm-hmm. to really um stream the music on there. So it was just all organic just from the whole SoundCloud falling. Like I feel like SoundCloud is really like it's really a key Key website for music streaming. I feel like you know, as an artist, you definitely need a SoundCloud because it definitely opens up doors for other platforms, and you know, you attract new fans, and you know, it just makes your numbers just keep on keep on climbing. Like my numbers climb on SoundCloud every single day, so I'm I'm really happy about that.
0: SoundCloud is complete something completely different, right? Like before, like you know, um, what did people do? Like YouTube, Bandcamp, or whatever. Um, you you hit two million listens yeah, yeah. on SoundCloud so how do you think that like that stuff just happens you just put it out and that's it or like obviously websites posting helps yeah. out or as well too but is it just like uh SoundCloud suggestions or whatever or what do you think where do you think all these people how do you think you hit 2 million listens
1: I feel like um just uh, you know the fans that I have they like what I would say you know word of mouth is the best promotion so mm-hmm. maybe they would listen to the song and be like yo Check this guy out. Like, even on my Twitter, sometimes you know, people I see fans tag their friends like, Yo, check out Shaq is Dope, and they'll send the SoundCloud link. So it's basically just keeps growing and growing and growing. Like, it starts on one person, then two, then it might jump from two to like eight, then eight, and it just keeps consuming. And I feel like once you have good music, it's destined to always catch on. Like, if the music is good, it will definitely catch on. So. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. You gotta have a good product. A good product.
0: Word of mouth is the best marketing, but the product needs Mm -hmm. to be great first as well too, because you can't. Nothing else matters if the product is not good enough. Uh, So two up. What is that?
1: Uh, Basically, two up was just my whole. um, That's my whole collective. Um, It consists of me, uh, my DJ slash in house producer Pit the Kid, uh, Brandon Seals, which is a photographer, and uh, my dude Fleddy in the States and Figs as well um there's a graphic designer dope graphic designer from sacramento california um that's basically our whole collective um it it means uh being two two uh two steps ahead of the competition and two steps closer to your dream so that's what two up stands for Mm. yeah
0: all right man so you've been making music for a minute now you know uh, are you feeling, is this the most optimistic you're feeling? Because you got to have, everybody has as an artist, even when you're doing your own thing, moments of doubt, frustration, like, why am I on yet? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? What, what keeps you going? What keeps you really patient?
1: I feel like um, just just knowing that I have a gift and, you know, everyone gets their doubts. Somebody's like, yo, this is not going to happen. Like, yo, why am I doing this? But I feel like, you know, the music is good that, you know, you know, you just know there's something inside of you that knows that one day your situation will change. Like, it will catch on. Someone will reach out and be like, yo, I want to work with you. Come out to here. Let me fly you out to here. So that's just what keeps me going. Just And just the love of music. You really have to love music to keep creating it. And I feel like that really brings me, that really calms my stress in situations when I hear a dope beat and I can just flow to it. So just the love of music as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: When you're just flying over a track, then exactly. you remember why. Exactly. And that's a key thing because uh, make sure you don't spend too much time out of the studio that you haven't recorded music mm-hmm. in a while because you're going to start forgetting, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the same, same thing for me. Like I'm not the type of artist that will, uh, like, I know a lot of artists don't go to the studio and, you know, play a beat and start writing And Me, I'm the type of guy where I always like to, the same room that we're sitting in, I create probably like 90% of all my tracks in this same space, just sitting in front of the computer and just playing the beat and just you know just coming up with the lyrics so i feel like you know even your work your work ethic too if you're not in the studio you should be creating at home as well because that's how you develop your craft and stay on your game so mm-hmm. most definitely
0: what are some things that help uh your creative juices going as an artist
1: um i didn't even like just just life in general mm-hmm. like i don't really have a few particular things but you know, it, so
0: many vices like Hennessy and, and, and like, good, good.
1: Nah nah. I was I was never the type to uh to be drinking or smoking to create music. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you feel like you have the gift, you don't even really need those type of things. Mm-hmm. Some people say it helps your creative juices, but I feel like if you can really create music, you don't even need that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, just hearing a dope beat just just gets me in my zone and it's like yo I want to kill this thing like I want to create a dope track like I feel like one of the best feelings in the world probably the best feeling in the world to me is just like the other day I had finished a track and I'm like yo this record is really dope like I can't wait to record it just knowing that I created something good and I feel like the people will rock with it is just one of the best feelings in the world so mm-hmm. just having a dope song at the end of the day is just like that's key that's everything beautiful
0: yeah. So you know, uh, it's been like hundreds of years since you've been gone. Your grand, great, great grandchildren are <laughs> are looking up to you. Like, what what would you like uh, your legacy to be when you leave this earth, man?
1: Uh, just just known as one of the dopest dopest MCs to ever do it, man. Just one of the the realest and dopest MCs that spread a, a positive message across the world, man. Just mm-hmm. just that, just that, most definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh any any last words that you want to say to the people who are tuning in right now to this podcast on the Come Up show?
1: Um I just want to say thank you to everyone out there that has been supporting my music. Um Black Frames is on the way. Uh the weapon video is about to drop real soon. And um chase your dreams, stay focused. You know, anything that you want to do in in life, you can do it. Um you know, have belief in God and just just stay on your grind and you know, anything is possible. Anything is possible.
0: Thank you very much, Shack is Dope. No problem. I wish yeah, you well, man. Man, me, man. You're making quality oh, music as well, too, man. And this is the Come Up Show. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the homie Shack is Dope. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. We have a brand new podcast each and every Wednesday. I want to know what you think about my interview with Shack is Dope. If anything connected with you, my name is Cheto. I'll see you on next Wednesday. Peace. <laughs>